I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. Do me a favor. Press pause. Go to iTunes. Leave me a five-star review. And type me a comment. I don't even care if it's just, Ryan, you're the man. Just leave me a comment because the more comments that I get, eventually the more iTunes thinks I produce quality content. The better content they feel I produce, the higher my ranking. The higher my ranking, the more people search me and find me and the more listeners I get. At the end of the day, I do this because I care, not because there's some monetization attached to it. So I want to impact a million people's lives. It's going to take help from you to get there. So now, now that I'm done with the shameless plug, let's get back to the reg- regularly scheduled program. Today's episode is CCCA. So in today's episode, I'm going to take time to share with you why this silly acronym that I don't necessarily have even committed to memory, but the silly acronym that I came up with is able to impact and change the outcome of your life. So I'll share a quick story with you. It's not really that quick, but quick enough. It's no secret that in my mind, for quite some time, I had convinced myself because of personal insecurities that I wanted to be a professional bodybuilder. This comes on the backside of a bodybuilding show in which if you win, you become a professional bodybuilder. It just happened last weekend in Pittsburgh. That bodybuilding contest called the North Americans. It's held at you know, an arena in Pittsburgh, people fly from all over the country. So you look at, think about this from the outside. You have thousands of competitors from all over the country, if not over the world, showing up to this little hotel. I think it's even the Sheraton in Pittsburgh on the river. There's smells of protein farts and self-tanner and people walking around flexed and glistening because there's, you know, sheen that's put all over them. It's really the most intriguing and unique sight that I could come up with for a spectator to see. Because to the outside world, other than this little obscure group of people, it doesn't matter. Like from how I sit right now, 265 pounds, the average person thinks I'm a big guy. I get asked, am I a professional athlete? Am I a bodybuilder? Am I all these things? And what's funny is at this moment, I'm none of those. I'm just myself. But in working to become who I am now, I had to first be who I was. And who I was was this person that was incredibly insecure. You know, I grew up in high school, however you want to say it, as a skinny guy, couldn't gain weight, didn't care to. Like, I was the guy that skipped out on football training, you know, weight training and football, because I didn't want to lift weights, because it was embarrassing. Like, I was a late bloomer. And maybe that was a story I was telling myself, because I had never worked out to know if I was a quick bloomer. Or just a normal bloomer. Nonetheless, all these things happen. So I get introduced to anabolic steroids freshman year of college. Get introduced to bodybuilding and pick up bodybuilding magazines. I've shared this on past episodes. I picked up a bodybuilding magazine, not because I had any idea what bodybuilding was. But because at that point, there was a busty woman in a bikini on the front of a magazine. And it caught my attention. I grabbed it. That magazine is a magazine called Muscular Development. I still have the magazine at home. I think the woman that was on the cover, I believe she's now a friend of mine and Lindsay's. Her name is Dana Ham. Like, it's crazy the way the world works. Her and her husband actually live here in Columbus. Long story short, I sold her a Mercedes, her and her husband, while I used to sell Mercedes-Benz at Crown Mercedes in Dublin, Ohio. Sidetrack, 
pointless part of the story. Nonetheless, just life comes full circle sometimes. So in that, I start going down this path and realizing that I can now identify myself. Instead of being the skinny guy, I can be the big guy. And the big guy that lasts. Like I went to college my freshman year at about 175, maybe 180 pounds. I come home after my freshman year and I'm 235 pounds. Those of you that are mathematicians are somewhere between 55 and 60 pounds of weight that I put on. And not the normal freshman 15 that's consumed by beer and chicken wings. That wasn't really my story. Sure, I had the puffy, bloated, stay-puff marshmallow look, but that was because I was running enough DECA, D-ball, and testosterone to probably kill a small horse. Because almost like I could feel this thing coursing through my veins every time I pushed a syringe down into my thigh, like that I had mentally started to become bigger. And so between that and a bodybuilding magazine, I had convinced myself I could be that guy. You know, I had yet to make it to an Arnold Classic in Columbus, so I didn't realize the majority of these bodybuilders were 5'6 at 220 pounds, not 6'2 at 220 pounds. The way that weight stacks up and looks is much different for me to be a professional bodybuilder. Now I realize I would have to compete at 300 pounds of basically sheer muscle. Now that really, in all actuality, would be possible. It'd be possible because I could have ran enough anabolic steroids for long enough that it would have given me an edge to potentially get there. But that's just one piece of the equation. You see, at that same time, I was having to force feed myself somewhere between five and seven meals a day. And not fun meals, not like Dairy Queen and chicken fingers. Like, Think of how hard it is to eat 7,500 to 8,000 calories of quality food. When the six-ounce chicken breast that most of us consume is 120 calories at best, it requires a lot of eating to get to that level. And so I'd force feed myself. I'd do everything I could because that was the goal I had committed, at least in the back of my mind. So I didn't notice, I didn't know anything about rest and relaxation and recuperation. Those weren't things that I was even aware happened. For me, if I could train six hours a day, six days a week, I'd be fine. It's not really how the world works, but in my mind, that was a story I told myself. And so life progresses and things progress. And I eventually, late into my 20s and really early into my 30s, realize that not only should I probably not be consumed with becoming a professional bodybuilder, but I hadn't even won my weight class at a local bodybuilding show. So when you get back just down to the brass tacks of it, I was at best a mediocre bodybuilder. Sure, I might be 6'2 and compete at 265 and have under 3% body fat once or twice in my life. When it all comes down to it, that didn't mean a hill of beans. Fucking completely worthless. And outside of the small group of obscure individuals that happened to come together in Pittsburgh this past weekend, I don't know that more than a handful of additional people in the world that aren't friends and family really gave a shit. And they just didn't. So as we get to this point in the episode, you're probably wondering yourself, like, why does any of this matter, right? Well, it matters because I'm convinced that CCCA is what it takes to become successful in anything. So that first C is courage. Like, you're going to have to be courageous to go down a path because a lot of people in your life aren't going to understand where you're going. You know, I was always afraid to own the fact that I want to be a professional bodybuilder. I might have wrote it in journals or maybe told a close friend or two that that would have been something that would have been nice. 
But I was afraid to stamp my flag in the ground and say, I'm going to do everything it takes to become a professional bodybuilder. Some of it was because of shame and doubt, insecurities, lack of follow through. The list is long, but nonetheless, I had the list. So I was deficient in the courage category. Could things have been different if I had the courage to stand up for that when I was 19 all the way till 30, 31, 32? With how I view life and the fact I believe it takes 10 years of consistency to really get anywhere you want in life, yeah, I do. I see the guys that won at Pittsburgh this past weekend in the super heavyweight class. There's some massive individuals with phenomenal body structure. Do I think I could have sculpted my frame into something comparable? With the dedication and time under tension, I believe I could have. But I lacked the courage to put my flag in the ground and own it. So let's say I had hypothetically put that flag in the ground and said, I'm going to be a professional bodybuilder. I'm going to do everything it takes for as long as it takes to get there. Well, that's great, right? Like, okay, so I announced it to the world and I kind of put my flag in the ground and now I'm timid. Like, what do I do next? Well, the next part is you have to have the commitment. You have to have the commitment to all facets of that statement. You have to have the commitment to honor the parts of that flag that you don't really like looking at. And not when it's convenient, but every day. Like you have to really, really honor that commitment. You see, in my world, being in the gym was the best part. Loved it. Loved it. And really, I, I loved the steroids. Like, I loved learning the chemistry behind them and how they mixed and matched and what esters did this and what, what subsets did that. I mean, it was incredibly intriguing to me. There's a ton of knowledge to be gained, and there were always new subsets of information coming out. Growth hormone and IGF-1 and fracta or peptides and, and fractions of things. I mean, it was just like this wild west of me being able to take chemistry and applying it to my body as like my own human Petri dish. The two parts of the commitment that I didn't understand and certainly didn't have were the ability to understand that my body actually grows when I'm not working out, so it's growing when I'm resting and repairing. And the only way for it to grow when I rest or repair is to fuel with the right food consistently. I didn't have the commitment to eat the right way. It'd be no big deal for me to go out for cheeseburgers or french fries, pizza. Shoot, maybe even a glass of alcohol or two. My commitment to myself and the commitment to that flag that I would have hypothetically stuck in the ground was not higher than the commitment to taste good and taste good food in the moment. I wouldn't have been there. Couldn't have done it. And see, what happens is once you go ahead and you have the courage to put your flag in the ground and then you have the commitment to you know, understand what it's going to take to, to do it, the last part of this is continuous action. And let's say you put that flag in the ground, or that I would have. And let's say I had the commitment in that moment to this is what I know I need to do and I'm going to do it. You know where everything breaks? Is a continuous action. Like I wasn't willing to outlast the suck. I wasn't willing to be committed to the diet and the training and the sleep and the steroids and the lifestyle continuously until I achieved it. Like it was super easy when you get gassed up, right? When's the time that you use the most gas in your tank, like in your car? 
to me, it's you, you go to the gas pump, you put the gas in, you fill up the tank, and it's all the way full. You're pissed off because if you're like me, it's been 75 bucks to fill up the tank of gas. But you hop in, you turn on the key, and when you turn on the key, what do you see? If you're like me, I see that gas gauge, and it's all the way full. And so I'm going to merge into traffic, emerge in the highway. I'm the guy that's like, screw it, I am flooring the gas pedal, I want to feel this thing go. But when's the time you use the least amount of gas? For me, it's when I'm pushing the flashing lights on. It says under five miles to empty, and I'm trying to coast. Like, I'm knocking my car into neutral, looking for hills to coast down in order to pull in the gas station. Like, that's how I live my life. It's all or nothing. It's in or out. It's black and white. I'm certainly not the guy who's going to stop my day halfway through to fill up my tank with a quarter of gas left. So the continuous action, the monumental action, always comes when you're the most gassed up, when you're the most excited. So you put that flag in the ground, you're fucking pumped. You realize the commitment it could possibly take. Maybe you find a mentor. Maybe you strategize on your own. But you know the commitment. You're like, all right, I can do this. At that moment, you are the highest peak of emotional run through a wallness. But what happens is eventually that excitement's going to wear off. For some of us, it happens in days. For others of us, it happens in weeks. Some of us fortunate ones, it could happen in months or even years, but eventually the excitement stops because you haven't quite reached your goal yet. You might not have any validation from the marketplace, but yet here you are. It's in those moments where continuous action is required above and beyond anything else. But see, I lack that continuous action. I would come home from college and want to wakeboard and ride motorcycles and drink beer. I don't want to go to the gym. I want to spend two hours after a day of sweating outside to go to the gym and work out. I wanted to see women in bikinis and hop on a boat. That's what it was. I then wanted to bring the boat back and drink some beer. Or even post-college, getting into the professional world. I'd want to work and work and work and stack up as much money as I could. And when people were making runs to McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, name a fast food joint... Sure, I knew like I needed the calories, so I wouldn't just get one double cheeseburger. I would ask for four and a couple of chickens. Let's go ahead and add some french fries to this. I need the calories, right? I would just justify the shit out of it. But I wasn't really ever committed to the action. So where in your life would this acronym of CCCA affect the trajectory of where you're going? Could it be in your relationship? Could you realize the fact that you don't have enough continuous action in the relationship that you're in currently to get it to a finish line, to get it to marriage, to get it to children, to get it to retirement? And then without that continuous action, it's just going to crash and burn. Maybe it's in your business. Maybe you work for somebody else and you're not ultimately committed to the success of that business. You tiptoe around it. You, you do enough to get paid, but you're not really committed you're just there. You're collecting a paycheck. Or maybe it's in your body. Maybe you lack the courage that it takes to shift your pattern and just take your ass to the gym. Maybe you know your lifestyle is not healthy. Maybe you want and can envision something better, but you don't have the courage to take that flag and smack it in the ground and say, I'm going to do something better than I did yesterday for myself. What I found is, if over time you can run from this, run with this CCCA mentality, 
for days and weeks and months and then ultimately years at a time, you'll find out that day over day, you're able to get shit done. <laughs>